Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Matt Gajewski here, back again with the Osmo Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Nick and I started a new series yesterday where we started debating head-to-head players that are very close in ADP at the top of drafts. We are going to continue just that today with C.D. Lamb and Debo Samuel going right next to each other in ADP. But before we get started, a couple housekeeping notes. You've probably noticed all over social media, the Osmo team is going through a rebrand right now. We will now be called Socastic. So you will see that coming across the channels very shortly. Social media is already starting to take place. And that will affect some of our promo codes and everything moving forward. But Nick... Before we get started, I want to ask you, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I love the new name. I love the new logos that we got, and I'm very excited to do today's video. I think the video we did last time around was very good, so I'm excited to talk about these two players today who are both pretty pretty polarizing in my book because it seems like some people are pretty low on one of these players. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with you. I also love the name Stochastic, and for things like promo codes, if you don't know how to spell that, just hit the link in the description of the video that'll show you everything you need to know and how to spell it for your promo codes. We are also sponsored today by underdog. We will be using them for all of our ADP references. So if your ADP is a little bit different, underdog is what we are using. They're the best place to draft in the summer. So check them out. We'll talk about them a little later. And of course, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. So you know, in this and all other content goes live. So mentioned above, C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, they're coming off the board next to each other. C.D.'s at pick 13.2 on underdog. Debo's at 17.7. They're wide receiver six and wide receiver seven, respectively. What do you say we start with Lamb here? All right, let's do it. All right, so we're going to lay out the bull case for C.D. Lamb, first of all. Wide receiver one for the Dallas Cowboys. Biggest news here, they had to get rid of Amari Cooper this offseason. They were in a little bit of cap trouble because of the Ezekiel Elliott contract and some other situations they got themselves in. So Mark Cooper gets dealt for a late round pick and CeeDee Lamb looks like the heir apparent, but it's not just that Michael Gallup tore his ACL at the end of last season and he didn't have surgery right away. So we don't even know if Gallup is going to be healthy for the beginning of the season, which leaves very little competition behind CeeDee Lamb. It's probably Dalton Schultz is the de facto wide receiver too. So lay out the bull case for me and why people should be considering CeeDee Lamb in the top six receivers. Yeah, it's exactly basically what you were just saying. It's the fact that Amari Cooper is gone, and now we could be seeing C.D. Lamb maybe get to 150-plus targets. Last year, he saw 120 targets, and without Amari Cooper there, I really think that he could be seeing 
150, 160 targets. Now, I'm not going to tell you he's going to get to 180 like Michael Thomas a couple of years ago when he had that crazy season. But with a offense that is very high tempo, like the Dallas Cowboys, it really would not surprise me if C.D. Lamb was seeing 150, 160 targets, especially if Michael Gallup's injury is serious and he misses maybe half of the season. Now, I understand that might be aggressive because right now, the timetable is very uncertain, right? There's basically nothing coming out right now about Michael Gallup. He could play week one. He could be out the whole fucking season and you wouldn't know because nothing is being said about him. But at the end of the day, I think he is going to be missing some games. I think that CeeDee Lamb is going to be the clear number one wide receiver on this team and his target share in this offense is going to go up. Last year, it was 20.4. I think it's going to be closer to 25, maybe 28. And I believe that he is going to be a player that could easily finish inside the top five at the wide receiver position. He is a very interesting player because they drafted him so early two years ago. And in my opinion, I didn't even think they need to draft him that early, but now it made very much. It, it makes perfect sense now, right? Cause they paid Ezekiel Elliott $7 zillion, like you said, and now they're in a bad situation. So CD lamb here is going to be the number one receiver. He only scored six touchdowns last year. I think that's going to increase as well. Right. And I think if you just look at the offense as a whole, this is pretty desirable for fantasy football. They were sixth in neutral pass rate, which was just their pass rate within one score, whether they were leading or choose leading or trailing one score games there. They're also second in place per game. They retain their OC. So we're expecting a lot of the same from the offense and their defense probably got a little bit worse. So maybe they're in a little more shootouts or negative game script to propel CD lamb to that maybe 160 target range. And then you look at his efficiency. He's a player that is on a strong trajectory. As a rookie, his yards per route run was 1.81. Last year, jumped to 1.94, which was 21st. And that 2.0 is really the elite threshold we're looking for. So CD Lamb looks like he's on the cusp of that this year. Anything else positively, or we want to get to the negatives with CD Lamb? Yeah, again, I just want to kind of harp on the fact that the team that he's on is just so good and that Dak was kind of inconsistent last year, I believe, due to the injury that he sustained. So I think that if Dak is healthier this season, right, isn't really hobbled by that, then we could really see Dak Prescott put on a even better or a better season than last year. And with it being more consistent, that will also help out CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Going to the bear case for CD Lamb, this is a little harder to lay out. And again, we're talking about a borderline top five receiver here. So <laughs> I'm going to try the best I can here with the bear case and then get your thoughts. I think the offense could take a step back in general. And I think that is because they have a lot of premier pieces exiting the system. We already talked about Amari Cooper, but they also lost Cedric Wilson. They lost Blake Jarwin, who's not really a strong player for their team, but he's a solid role player. They lost Connor Williams and Lyle Collins on the offensive line. And I think that's probably where they took the biggest step back. They're now asking players like Tyron Smith to not only stay healthy, but continue through aid. Zach Martin, the same, but Tyler Beatish needs to step up at center. They drafted Tyler Smith very early. He was one of the most penalized players in college for everything he did. Well, that's going to be an issue there. And then I don't know who's playing right tackle. You might be looking at like a Terrence Steele or something. So the offensive line is a big question which just leads me to overall offensive efficiency. Is this team going to score as many touchdowns as last year? I'm not sure, but it's a main question that I have. What do you think about that, and what is the bear case for C.D. Lamb? Yeah, I think that is definitely reason to be a little bit nervous, right? The Dallas Cowboys for the last what feels like a decade, right? Ever since I started watching football, oh, this is the team that has one of the best offensive lines, and it's always very consistent. They have a great offensive line, but recently that has not seemed to be the case. My biggest worry with them is that their pass play percentage last year 
was 11th in the NFL, 59.61% of the time they threw the ball. What happens if that falls to 17th, 18th, right? Now, that's not a crazy fall off, but it's something that is possible. And if they fall maybe below 20 and maybe they try to run the ball a little bit more with Zeke and Tony Pollard, then maybe we really do see this offense kind of fall off a little. Now, I don't think this is going to happen, but I do think that it is possible with how much money they have invested in Zeke and with how much they seem to believe based upon everything we've seen out of training camp so far that Tony Pollard is really good. So maybe they do try to increase the amount they're rushing the ball. Tony Pollard is really good. Ultimately, I still think CD Lamb is a fantastic pick. He's a player that I'm going to be betting on. I have been wide receiver six in my rankings, but let's talk about Debo Samuel because these are these guys are going back to back in the rankings on underdog fantasy, which I think is justified. Debo Samuel, he's really come on of late. Last year had a phenomenal finish as a you know a pseudo running back, if you will, and he's been very upset by that usage. So to me, it seems like he's going to be back. Any news on you know the the potential trade front? I think Debo is a, a little bit satisfied now, or at least it seems that way. Any news with Debo? No, the only news I saw was a picture of him smiling, catching the ball when Trey Lance threw the ball to him. People were like, oh, he's going to be perfectly happy to be there. Who knows what that really means, right? Maybe Trey Lance told him a joke and then threw him the football. Who really knows? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure Debo is going to stay there. I think Debo would have been traded already if he wasn't going to be there. And Jimmy Garoppolo is also probably gone. Yeah, I agree with you. And that justifies his ADP of 17.7 on underdog fantasy a little bit more. And speaking of underdog, they are the title sponsor of this show, and they are the best place to do drafts in the summer months. They just unveiled Best Ball Mania 3, which is a tournament that has $10 million in total prizes. All you have to do is draft your team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, no in-season management at all. Underdog is just going to give you the best score every single week, and then the best score at the end of the season wins. Last year's Best Ball Mania Championship team was drafted in June, so there is no time to wait. Underdog is also going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you use the promo code STOCHASTIC. That's good for four entries into Best Ball Mania 3. All you have to do is head to underdog.com, look up Underdog in the App Store, or even click the video description, and you will find the link to Underdog there. Then use the promo code STOCHASTIC, and you will be all set up. All right, let's dive into Debo from a deep perspective. So he's in the same situation. The only main difference is it looks like Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback. So I think that could change a couple things with the offense overall. I think you might be looking at a higher run rate, but that could potentially offset with efficiency. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he was fairly efficient overall, but a lot of that came just through the run game with the offense and checking it down. You didn't have a lot of explosive plays with Garoppolo. And the ones that did occur, Debo had a lot of that just on his own with yards after catch ability. So I am worried about the pass rate. I'm worried about Debo's usage. What do you think the bowl case is for Debo this year? Yeah, I think the bowl case for Debo Samuel would be that, hey, maybe they start running the ball more. But what does it matter? Because Debo Samuel is also going to be running the ball, right? Maybe that actually helps Debo Samuel, right? With Trey Lance running the ball. We saw games last season in the playoffs where Debo's running the ball 10 plus times a game. In the NFC Championship, he only ran seven times, but the prior two games, 10 plus times a game, he was running the ball. And he is the key piece in this offense. And I think that without Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe George Kittle does take a hit potentially in terms of targets because Jimmy Garoppolo just loves throwing the ball to George Kittle. And maybe that helps out Debo Samuel even further 
etch himself into this offense. Last year, he had 7.5 targets per game. That obviously does not include the amount of rushes that he was getting on a per-game basis. He's a guy that I think is going to be seeing 12, 13-plus touches every single game, and that is just so hard to find at the wide receiver position unless you're talking about the other running back slash wide receiver in Cordero Patterson, who's just even better than Debo Samuel. So at the end of the day here, the positive case has to be that he's on an amazing offense with a head coach that is going to give him the ball. Kyle Shanahan is going to commit to giving Debo Samuel the rock. And I think that Trey Lance, even as a basically a rookie quarterback, right? He didn't get too much shine last year can still be able to hold this offense up and be able to give Debo Samuel the ball. And they also have a pretty solid offensive line. So I am pretty confident that as long as Debo doesn't get traded randomly, or maybe he actually is pissed off and maybe he just sits the whole year, then, which I don't think is going to happen, I really think Debo Samuel could be a top five guy, maybe even be the number one wide receiver, even without having crazy receptions and receiving yard numbers. I agree with you. I think the main thing for the bull case is this guy's just really freaking good. He was second yeah. <laughs> in yards per route run. When you look at tar- players that had at least 100 targets, second in yards per route run. And I think if you want to talk about him getting used out of the backfield, that kind of coincided with a ton of injuries at the running back position. Debo had only done that sparingly before last year, but then, you know, you had Raheem Osterich go down right away in the season. Elijah Mitchell was on and off the field and you're relying on guys like Jamichael hasty undrafted free agents at running back. It's really no surprise they decided just to get their best playmaker of the ball in any way, shape, or form. But now they'll be a little healthier at running back. They spent a high draft pick on Tyrion Davis-Price. I think that probably moves Debo back into his traditional role, which should give him even more targets. Again, he's still a guy they want to prioritize getting the ball to, but maybe it just doesn't come as much through those raw carries. So I am bullish on Debo. Again, the main concerns for me are the offense overall. You look at plays per game last year, they were 28th. You look at pass rate, they were 29th. In neutral game scripts, they were 27th. That might even drop with Trey Lance. Those are the concerns for me. What's the bear case for Debo? Yeah, I think the bear case would be that maybe all of those efficiency numbers that he was super efficient in last year, right? Yards per reception, he's number one. Yards per target, he's number one. He's number two in juke rate. Maybe all of those things drop. Maybe this offense does take a humongous hit with Trey Lance under center. He scored 14 total touchdowns last year, which was second at wide receiver. That could dip if Trey Lance really isn't the guy. And it's not like they're going to just go to Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be gone by then. So they're not going to be able to really pivot off of Trey Lance if Trey Lance is the guy, in my opinion. So if Lance isn't able to put up the numbers that, you know, they drafted him so highly in the NFL draft. They're expecting him to be the guy. What if he isn't the guy early on? And that could really destroy Debo Samuel. And then there's also the chance that since Debo expressed those concerns about not wanting to run the ball as much, maybe I don't think this is going to happen, but there is potential that Kyle Shanahan listens to what he said and then just doesn't run the ball with him as much. And then maybe we see a real big drop off for Debo, whose real name isn't even Debo Samuel. His real name is... Tyson, I believe. T-Y-S-H-U-N. That is very weird. I thought his name was Debo. <laughs> to your point on the, the Debo concerns, that honestly doesn't worry me, more, worry me a ton, excuse me, for some of the reasons we talked about earlier, just healthier at running back. Debo still is a mm-hmm. high target guy. So I think they'll be getting him the ball in more important ways. And we know targets are more valuable than carries. So maybe if he goes to nine touches per game, but those are like 8.5 targets and like a half a carry a game I'm still okay with that because it's going to be a little more valuable 
Overall, I think the only other concern with Debo is that maybe he just doesn't get the ball as much with a healthy George Kittle. He was out for a large portion of the last year. And then Brandon Ayuk was, for whatever reason, in the doghouse for the first part of the year. So if there's Brandon Ayuk not keeping his head on straight or whatever he did and Kittle healthy, maybe it's just less targets overall. But overall, I still think this is still a player you want to target. So let's get down to it. You're on the clock, late first round, early second round. You're between CeeDee Lamb and Debo Samuel. Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going to be going with Debo Samuel. I think that making the argument against both of these guys is the hardest part of today's video, right? Trying to nitpick through both of these wide receivers was very tough. I just feel as though that even in a less pass-heavy offense, considerably, right, comparing the Dallas Cowboys to the San Francisco 49ers, I just feel as though Debo is the clear number one guy in this offense. And based upon what he did last year, it's not like he saw 150, 160 targets. They saw the exact same amount of targets last year. And while I expect them to increase for CD Lamb, I think they could also increase for Debo Samuel. And I just think that Debo Samuel is a more talented player. And I think that he will be able to be used more creatively in the offense compared to CD Lamb. And I'm just very confident in what I saw to Debo Samuel last year. Again, maybe Ayuk not being in the doghouse, like you said, could <laughs> slam Debo Samuel, right? And Debo Samuel ends up falling off. But based on what I saw last year, I just got to be confident. And his touchdowns came so heavily from the running back or from rushing the ball in. But I still think he's going to increase his touchdowns as a whole. He only scored six receiving touchdowns last year. That's bound to go up in my book. I agree with you. Ultimately, I have these players wide receiver six and wide receiver seven. I'm right in line with ADP, but I do have a slight edge towards CD Lamb. You are betting on the efficiency. I am betting on the overall volume increasing with CD Lamb. He does need to take a step forward and continue that career trajectory, but I think he can do it. CD Lamb would be the pick for me, but it is very close. Any last words for the people on this pairing before we head out of here? Yeah, I think this is probably going to be the closest ranked we have any players, right? This one was back-to-back -back in our rankings. The last one, Joe Mixon versus Aaron Jones. There was a little bit of discrepancy in my rankings compared to Aaron Jones, and I believe with you as well. So I think that this is going to be a very close debate. And let us know down below in the comment section who you would prefer. I don't think either of the answers is wrong because, again, they're so close. Yeah, convince us and let us know what other debates you would like to hear. If you're having any tough decisions in drafts, let us know who the players are and we will break it down for you. But thank you guys for watching today. He is Nick Lepper. You can find him on Twitter at Notorious Fantasy. I am Matt Kajeski. You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Kajeski. Thank you again and we will see you next time.